T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. This, this, I love Philly. And I'm about, what I'm about to say. You do not pay this man. Just shoot me off wherever he finna go. It's over with. I'm telling you. Package deal me. <laughs> with exactly. you. Listen, so you talk about pressure, how we get it done. Get it done. AJ Brown. Pretty good to get that guy on your side. Say, Pam. He's a good listen. AJ Brown. Did you hear what he said about the Titans? He said he told the Eagles every little detail that the Titans do play call wise, and the Titans didn't change a single thing when they played this season. <clears throat> Very candid. I like him. He's a good listen. Yeah. On the Western Hotline is uh, Kevin Cole of the Unexpected Points Podcast. We want to talk receivers because we do think the Bills have a big need for it. So, Kevin, good morning. It's Jeremy and Joe. Thanks for taking some time this morning. Well, thanks for having me. I was looking at your receiver, free agent receiver rankings. I guess let's start with the Bills group because. You know, Gabe Davis, he didn't, I don't think he had a bad year, but the idea that maybe he was going to be a really good number two, that, that could still happen going forward, but it, it did feel like the Bills overall had issues at receiver. I think the best evidence of that is Cole Beasley and John Brown off the street to join this team in the playoffs and for the stretch run. So I guess the first part of the question is, how, how much do you think that the need is there for the Bills at the position? Uh, I definitely think the need is there, and this goes to some research from a former colleague of mine, Eric Eager at PFF. He really looked at the value of a secondary or even a tertiary receiving option on teams, and it's gone way up over the last five, ten years. I mean, if we just think back to the prototype kind of dominant wide receiver one um, back in the, you know, again, it would go back a, a generation ago. They were getting targeted much more often. They were really just the focal point of the offense. And now defenses, defenses have gotten a lot smarter. It's more about getting open necessarily than winning, uh, you know, 50-50 balls and contested catches for receivers. So for that reason, you need a second or a third option that knows how to get open on any particular play so you can counter whatever a defense is doing. So I do think it's a big, big issue for the Bills. Um, my question is going to be, and it'll be interesting to hear what you guys think about this, is, you know, a lot of guys' cap numbers are also going up, 
at this point for the Bills. So I'm not sure, you know, free agency versus the draft, what would be the right way to approach this. Uh, I think the draft is definitely going to be an area where they're going to have to probably take multiple shots at receiver to make sure that they hit on one of them. Yeah, I think for us, you know, we're talking free agent receiver, we're probably looking at bargains. And, you know, Odell Beckham was a conversation here, Kevin, for most of the year because, well, once you got in season, the options were very limited. Once you got past the deadline, it was pretty much him or, it turns out, Cole Beasley and John Brown. So Beckham ends up not going anywhere, and I I really don't know what to expect about his market value after missing a full season. It, it was an idea when the Bills, I think, were a little more desperate, and I'm not sure about it. I, I, you know, when it comes to his value, the injury is going to be an issue, like what to what to think about the injury. But if he is at full health, and you don't have to worry about the injury, what kind of market value do you think he has, and what kind of production should anybody expect from from Beckham? Is is he still a good idea? I think he's still a good idea. It's just a situation where if you're taking a shot on Beckham, and I think this is probably going to be the case for Michael Thomas also, who has you know missed a ton of time over the last few years, is both of those, both probably player and team, are going to want to do a one-year type of prove-it deal. And I know Beckham has kind of been you know on a prove-it sort of situation for multiple years now, but until he plays out another season again, I don't think it's going to be – it's going to look good, at least from his perspective on and you know APY, the type of money, the type of guarantees he can get, uh, doing more than having a healthy season and then getting another contract. And, you know, Beckham's pretty young. He's actually, uh, you know, seven months younger than Michael Thomas. So he's, he's someone who is still a year away from being 30 years old. So I do think it's an option. But, again, it's something where you're writing him into your roster, maybe in very light pencil – um, with the assumption that he's going to end up being something, and it shouldn't dissuade you from taking additional shots, again, in the draft to make sure you have duplication and you have uh, guys available who can make up for the fact that Beckham may be injured or another circumstance. Would you expect him to get big money? I mean, I, I, I guess not to even predict where he goes, but um, do you do you feel like his market value warrants it or is it a better idea for him to maybe take less? There was a rumor out there that he wanted like the Michael Gallup style contract last last year. Um, so I guess where, what do you actually think ends up happening with him in his landing spot? Well, I mean, I think his market value has probably gone down in some ways year over year. I mean, I know that he's going to be healthy on day one, so that's a difference. But you know, if you're out of the league for a year, people can forget about pretty quickly. Um, how good you were or how good you were going into that playoff stretch and Super Bowl run for the Rams. So I think his market value is going to be down as far as what he's going to get. I don't know. I mean, I I guess for him, I still see it as a one-year deal type of situation where maybe he's getting somewhere – maybe he can get between 10 and 15 million for that one year. I'm not sure how it works. Uh, But there's going to be one team, I think, who's going to have that type of – capital to spend maybe 15 million on him for one season and then be happy to have his rights uh, to potentially franchise tag him or whatever in the following off season to then work out a long-term deal. I think that's still probably the most likely outcome for him. Kevin Cole, unexpected points podcast joining us on the Western hotline. You know, as you mentioned the cap, one of the names I see, I saw him low on your, your rankings, Paris Campbell. And I, I guess the question I get with him or with anybody is, is there any such thing as hidden value at the receiver position, right? It's, it's, 
With with running back, you can get a lot of production from seventh round picks, as we've seen that with the Chiefs. You know, there's certain positions where plug and play can be it. And I think the teams are increasingly finding that at receiver, you know, your quarterback is obviously a factor here. The Chiefs just traded off Tyree Kill and got a couple of guys to come in and, and do well. Is there any sneaky value at receiver, or is the market generally pretty fair even i mean i wouldn't think about christian kirk who was said to be way overpaid he goes to jacksonville and plays really well it's almost like you know if, if he was a secret you would have thought somebody would assign him as a as a bargain deal and even that didn't happen so where are the bargains to be had at the receiver position yeah i mean it's you know, i took more of a like macro look at all of free agency to see what level of talent is available in free agency versus the draft. And I think it's important to look at that way. Even when you're developing your draft strategy, if you can say, hey, we can get these types of positions in free agency, then we don't need to look at them for the draft. So receiver was one. Receivers, at least on the offensive side, receivers and offensive tackle, it's hard to find values in free agency. So what I think you want to do, and maybe this is a little bit of the formula for the Kansas City Chiefs and what they did with MVS and with Juju Smith-Schuster last year is you're not going to necessarily get a bargain type of player. I mean, I don't know if those contracts you would say are, are bargain types of deals, but you can get competent receiver play potentially in free agency. Someone you could say, okay, this guy can start for us. This guy can fill a third receiver type of role for us. And don't break the bank. Don't commit yourself for more than one year. Um, and then, again, go back to the draft to try to find longer-term solutions. Yeah, maybe that's for the Bills last year. Jamison Crowder, right? They got him on a cheap yeah. deal. He can be competent. Unfortunately, he got hurt, so it didn't really pay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, injuries is always a big thing. So again, you have to you have to have duplication. I think for for wide receiver and for cornerback, for most teams, it's one of those things where no matter how deep you think you are at the position in the off season, uh, midway through the year, it seems like half of the NFL is saying, "How can we add more of those players?" The the free agent market, just as I look at the list and look at your rankings, I, it's the Bills. It sounds like they're depleted at the position, but I feel like they need speed, and they also needed last year that Cole Beasley replacement for those those easy button throws, the underneath stuff for Josh Allen. And as I'm looking at the list, isn't that kind of what this market is? Like Michael Thomas with the underneath stuff, and Juju Smith-Schuster, and Jacoby Myers. Like If, if the Bills were to tap into this market or any team... Does it feel like to you that the 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 guys that are available are more the receivers in that mold rather than you know expect them to go off for two catches and a hundred yards in a single game? Yeah, I think that's mostly the case. I mean, maybe McCole Hardman's a guy where he showed some explosive ability, especially in his rookie season, has been okay since then. I think he's maybe the. Christian Kirk of this offseason where he might get the biggest contract of anyone because he at least has shown, you know, whatever he ran, you know, four, three, eight or something like that at the combine. And he made some big plays down the field. So he showed some of that tantalizing potential that people may may fall in love with. But again, he's not going to be a, a cheap option. So, yeah, you, you have your guys like Jacoby Myers, who people think are going to get a big contract. But he, again, is not really a threat in that sort of way. I mean, maybe someone like DJ Chark is a guy who can get down the field. Uh, who came back from injury, didn't quite have a full season. He's someone who fits into that mold. And again, you know, Juju Smith-Schuster is going to be a free agent again. I don't know what will command on the market, but 
the fact that he did not have really great numbers with Patrick Mahomes, that everyone's expecting that to inflate people's numbers, probably means that he could be had for the same type of price that he was or less even the year before. And he's just a good option who knows how to sit down and can be productive for you sometimes, but he's just not going to take over a game or something of that nature. Kevin Cole on the Western Hotline. Kevin, you also had guard rankings and – I don't know that many fans get excited about guards. I feel like here we would. It's been a position that's been a bit of a, a rotating door. And, you know, what Roger Saffold for a year, that the Bills have been, mm, I don't want to say cheap at guard. It, it seems like a position they think is one of these plug-and-play spots. And maybe that changes this year. Maybe that's a draft pick. Maybe that's free agency. Is, is it a decent class of free agent guards out there? Yeah, I think it's a decent class. And, again, just generally – I would say guard almost more than any other position, offensive or defensive in the NFL, is a position to target in free agency. There's a higher level of talent available there. Um, If you look at the players who I project, how much value they're going to add on a points basis uh, over a type of average or backup player next season, the guard position, it's about twice as long if you look at players uh, the number of names on there that'll add positive value versus looking at tackles or receivers or other places. So it's a good place to go. And I think it's because there are these structural dynamics in the market, uh, particularly the franchise tag. The franchise tag for all offensive linemen is based on not by position. It's based on anyone. So if you're going to franchise tag a guard, you have to do it at the same level that's based upon you know elite tackle type of contracts, that amount. And because of that, that means guards you know, slide into free agency a little bit more often. So when you have a limited number of picks you can use in the draft, I think it's good to not use those, at least not in the early rounds on guards, and then look to fill out that position in free agency. Kevin Cole on the Western Hotline. What in terms of tackle? We talked a little bit about right tackle yesterday. There was a Mike Giardi clip where he brings up Spencer Brown and inconsistencies in his game. And I don't know if the Bills would want to move off him you know, desperately, but we've been talking about it a little bit. It's an important position, and maybe that's more the draft. There's that Ohio State right tackle that might go late first round that is just a monster. But say he's like what? He's, His wingspan is crazy. It's like, like six eight three sixty yeah. or something. Um, but what do you see in terms of right tackle options this offseason if the Bills were to try to upgrade at that position? Yeah, I mean, tackle is probably also falls into that bucket with wide receiver that it's tough in free agency to look at that. I mean, there's going to be some names out there. I I think Orlando Brown Jr. is going to be franchise tagged again, probably. So he's going to be off off of the market. Uh, Caleb McGarry is another name out there, but he's kind of been a more dominant run blocker than pass blocker. So I don't know how well that fits in with the Bills scheme. Probably not that well. Uh, You also have Jawan Taylor, Terrence Steele, a few other guys who are out there. Mike McGlinchey, if he makes it to the free agency, which I think he will, will be out there. But I I just don't think any of those guys are going to be that cheap. So the problem, I think, for – the Bills this offseason would be, if you wanted to fill that position, you probably want someone who's going to step in and be good immediately. And for tackles, sometimes you can step in and be great, like a Tristan Wirfs immediately. Sometimes you can be more like an Andrew Thomas, who looked completely lost in his first season and then developed into being a better player later on in his career because tackle has the longest um, life aging curve here. You can be really, really good at the position well into your 30s uh, outside of quarterback. So, 
I don't know. I, I feel like if you want to just fill a spot for 2023, maybe you look to go cheap and hope to get a, get lucky on a mid to bottom tier, you know, tackle and see if you can get a swing tackle who can be an upgrade. Otherwise, I would just be more building for the future and just hoping you get one of the unique guys who can be good in this first season. It's debatable whether you even think you need offensive line with this quarterback. Not like at all, but, yeah. you know, to have an elite unit. I mean, Josh Allen is as good at buying time as almost any quarterback in football so yeah like I I don't know like when the Bills have to lay out what assets they have on the table what can we spend you know in free agency what the first round pick the second round pick doesn't it to you does it feel like receiver when surrounding Allen with the right infrastructure that receiver should take precedent over a strong offensive line I think so yeah I think receiver should take precedent I agree with you that they're not only with the quarterback, Allen, who's pretty good at not taking sacks, and if he is, if there is pressure, he's good at getting out of pressure or creating his own pressure in order to make a bigger play. Um, I also think, you know, he's been someone, and we've seen some games, I'm not too sure, sure we saw it last season, but definitely in previous seasons where the Bills would just come out and throw it almost every single play and do a lot of quick game stuff. You do like that, and we saw Patrick Mahomes do it in the Super Bowl against the Eagles with a very low average depth of target. I mean, you can neutralize pass rush in different ways that doesn't involve having a great offensive line. So, yeah, receiver would be number one on, on my list, and it's not just because of not having – the depth. It's also, you know, you want to be continually building. So even someone like Stephon Diggs, who's, you know, who's going to be getting up a bit older in a couple of years, you just want to have a pipeline at that position. Finally, Kevin, I got to ask you this because we in Buffalo find ourselves back in the same spot we've been for three years, which is seeing running backs mocked to the Bills in the first round. <laughs> Travis Etienne, Brees Hall, and the Bills have drafted their running backs. And now we're seeing a lot of B. John Robinson, who is. You know, an incredible prospect at the position. And we've been through it so many times that I worked myself all the way to, hey, 28th running back isn't as bad as second overall. If they do it, oh, okay, you know, they're a complete roster. This time around, you know, it's it's a little Groundhog Day. So I guess I'd like um, <laughs> I'd like the, the, the whatever, the backing that, no, it's still a bad idea. And especially with this team now that they have – I think they find – it's kind of opened up more holes. Last year going to the draft, we're like, mm, corner two and then pretty much whatever you want. This year, you know, whether it's help replacing Tremaine Edmonds or Jordan Poyer or the line or the receivers, it seems like running back to me would be insane. Yeah, yeah, I think running back would be insane. And I, I think you're right. The formula for running back position when it comes to mock draft is – you just point to the teams you think have the most complete roster, and then you just give them a running back because you think, hey, they don't—they already have everything else, and if they don't have an elite running back, then that's where we'll put it there. Be, and that kind of shows you that it is minds um, a luxury pick. And I think in the off season we get fooled over and over again, looking at rosters, assuming you have positions filled when you don't, because players will either. Uh, fall off in their performance or get injured and just assuming you have depth where you don't so again the bills and i agree with you i think they're in a worse position um as far as depth this season i think they're in a much worse position as far as the cap is concerned in this season so having one of the most highly paid running backs come in as a rookie when which which, which happens immediately when you do so in the first round it just doesn't seem like a good allocation of capital kevin cole unexpected points podcast and newsletter as well um kevin thanks again for the time and uh, you know We'll be following along and hopefully getting ready for 
some some nice assets in the draft because we do we do expect a somewhat quiet free agency around here. Although Tremaine Edmonds, that's that's like the big decision for the Bills. Which yep. I don't know what's the latest on linebacker, whether or not it's worth the, the level of investment. Uh, I think if you get like I'm so, I was surprised I looked into it. It looked better than I thought it would. I mean there is availability in free agency, so it's a decent place to look in free agency. But coverage grades and coverage uh, performance is actually pretty sticky there versus at defensive back. So I don't know. There's a handful of guys who are always near the top. I don't know if Edmonds is quite there. All right. Big decision for the Bills. Thanks, Kevin. All right. Thanks, guys. Kevin Cole. Subscribe to his newsletter, Unexpected Points. Subscribe to his podcast. I like the Beckham. The Beckham idea. Formerly of uh, Pro Football Focus. Um, Get him number two after Michael Thomas, right? Yeah. Number three behind Should we be talking about Michael Thomas at all? No. Because we think he's going to get paid? I have a tough time thinking. Why is he different than Beckham, I guess? They both started their careers with insane seasons and basically haven't played in the last two years. How old is he? 29. Same age, roughly. Yeah. That's the thing. Like I, He fits that underneath stuff that the Bills would need. It is why the Bills need to draft a receiver. They needed to last year and didn't, and now they're at a spot where they need to again. I really, I don't want to get too bogged down on this because I'm not going to be upset if they go into next year with the receivers they have and a first round pick at the position, but or a second, or a second, sure. Even. But even that, a little bit. Kansas City threw how much at receiver? They they spent a second round pick on it. They traded for Tony a third round pick. They signed two guys in free agency. Like they signed four guys in one off season, or they made moves in for, for four guys in a calendar year. I don't really feel like the Bills should stop at one. I I, do, I would love to see them. Yeah, use a second round pick on the receiver, but. You're the Bills. You've got Josh Allen. You can't find a Juju Smith-Schuster that wants to take a bargain contract on a one-year deal? Well, maybe that's Beckham. Or maybe that's Michael Thomas. Or maybe that's... Well, here you've got Kevin talking about Beckham. Matt Bowen, it was his piece at ESPN that was free agent best fits around the league, Mm -hmm. and he put Beckham to the Bills as the best fit. He also put guard Ben Powers of Baltimore as as a best fit for the Bills. I know that name. But like even a Jamison Crowder doesn't have to be Beckham. Won't they do that? Yes, a guy that makes a million dollars and like we've heard of him and like oh okay, yeah. this is a guy worth talking about. But in addition to what they do in it, the draft, it, it, there can't. It has to be a receiver that is young, cost controlled, with promise because Davis is entering the final year of his contract. Right. Even if you wanted to bring him back, that ends up being big money. He's a bargain now. He's totally worth what he's what the asset was. It's a good pick. He's a good player. Next contract, maybe, maybe not. I need to treat wide receiver like the Bills have treated defensive end when they drafted Basham, Epinesa, when they went three picks in a row in the first and second round. They did it because they want to keep flush and save money. Mm-hmm. I need to treat receiver the same way. 803-0550. One eight 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 five fifty two five fifty. Jeremy White and Sneaky Joe on WGR. Selling a little or a lot. 
Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast t-mobile has invested billions to light up america's largest 5g network from big cities to small towns including right here in yours and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. How many years ago? 1980. So that's 43 years. 43 years ago. 16 year anniversary of the Ottawa Brawl game. 43 years on the Miracle on Ice. I have a hot take on the Miracle on Ice. Speaking of tape delay, because that was on tape delay on television. Yes. uh, The Live Golf Tour is streaming live on the CW's website, and the the events are on tape delay. It's not live covered. Such a joke. Such a joke. CW tape delay that they paid for, right? Or did they just not? Most TV deals, the network pays the league. I thought the league paid the network here. I think. I'll double check that. What's your Miracle on Ice take? 
Uh, it's not really. It's not really important anymore because international hockey doesn't exist on a world stage because the NHL doesn't think it matters. But I had to take for a while that the miracle on ice ruined the next 40 years of United States hockey. <laughs> okay. They always tried to build their team as this grinder, hardworking type team, and that's how they were going to beat Canada. And they did it because that happened in 1980. Yeah, the idea of, like, plucky. Oh, you don't need skill. They left. They left. When's the last time they were a major tournament? Was it the Olympics? They left Phil Kessel home for Justin Abdelkader. But again... They don't play tournaments anymore. Yeah. So doesn't matter. Mike in Rochester. What's up, Mike? Hey guys, can you hear me okay? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, that was super funny about the miracle on ice ruining the next forty years. That's, uh, that's <laughs> good stuff. <laughs> hey, I gotta tell you, super refreshing to hear you say, Jeremy, that uh Josh needs more weapons on the outside. And just a quick comment on who they I think they should take in the draft. I remember before the Michigan State Ohio State I'm sorry, the Michigan Ohio State game from a year ago. They had Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, and Jackson Smith. I think it's Najigba. I think I got that right. Yep. In yep. an interview, and they all they asked the interviewer asked him, "Hey, what, look, which one of you guys is the best and the most special?" And all three of them pointed to Jackson Smith. And then fast forward to the Rose Bowl game, and you watch that guy play, and that guy is a star. So I don't care how big he is or or what his uh, testing metrics come out, that guy is a special player, and all the mock drafts have him going right around where the Bills go. So I'm hoping they get that guy. And, again, thanks for your interest in the weapons for Josh. Thanks. Thanks, Mike. I mean, yeah, I, part of the weapons for Josh thing is I feel like they're late on it. I, I wanted it last year. Yep. In the first round or the second round. I would have done it the year before in the first round or the second round. Um, I think this guy's going to end up being my guy. JSN? Yeah. Well, the thing about him is – Five-star recruit, best school, always amazing, mm-hmm. and then injured. Mm-hmm. And missed a bunch of time, missed basically a full year. And, you know, I, I'm i not going to line up and tell you, this guy's great, this guy's terrible. They need somebody. And whether it's um, Tyrell Scott or Zay Flowers or Jordan you know, Addison. Jordan Addison. Like, you know, we're we're still getting to the time of year where, Yesterday, Brett Coleman said there's only two first-round receivers that he would take. Yeah. And, you know, some think they're going to be two. Some think there might be five in the first round. Uh, if I'm the Bills, I, would t- I wouldn't – I'm crazy here. I might go first and third. I know they won't. Or I would go second and fourth. I, I would just – I would stay flush at the position. And yep. it, it, there has to be a primary asset spent on the position because Davis's contract, we don't know. If they extend him, it doesn't matter to me. I'm still go- I've am still. i got to get younger at the spot. Uh, Shakir, the, the thing I kept saying about Shakir all year was I've, I just never heard more hype around a fifth-round pick as <laughs> some sort of crazy uh-huh. value. And I thought, I, I'm going to keep my expectations low. And it ends up not being his fault. They He looked pretty good when he was in there. They never threw him the ball. So it turns out that having the tempered right. expectations was a good idea. He caught ten passes. Right, he blocked. Yeah. He played 23% of the snaps. And he was, caught 10 passes. Wasn't he just not getting open? So, I mean, he was a fifth-round pick. I almost, what, what What? if they don't? Everyone's expecting that they do. What if they don't? Uh, if they don't invest a premium asset in a receiver, this, I mean, is it going to feel like, like, how is it going to feel going into next year? Like, is it going to ruin the start of the season for people? 
if they don't do it. If they walk into next year with the exact same, like they they make another Jamison Crowder signing and that's it. All right. Well, I guess the answer to that would be they sign Paris Campbell. That's their move. Yeah, and they don't draft one. Yeah. Isn't that going to be hard to swallow? As as hard to swallow as almost any draft since they've had a quarterback. My cuz that you could yeah. always do that. If they didn't have a quarterback and then they didn't draft one, you th- that could always be a tough pill to swallow. Once you've got Allen, you're in this position. Everyone thought you should have done it last year. They didn't. If they don't do it again, which is what Green Bay does every year, by the way, or what they used to do with Rodgers. I mean, I feel like it's going to put a big downer on the start of the season and feel like it's going to – I don't know how it's going to feel for fans. For yeah. me, especially. It's going to be like anger. I I don't know. We usually find ways to get excited for a season. I think we will again. Josh will be healthy. I guess my initial reaction to that is that what if they didn't add a significant asset at receiver? I would say, like, okay, well, it's all on Ken Dorsey. And – if they don't add a receiver, then one of two things is at work here. One, he doesn't feel like he needs help there, or he does and they don't really care. <laughs> right? Yeah. They, they, they kept throwing running backs, pass-catching running backs at this offense, and they didn't get used. And if they don't draft a receiver, I'm going to start to think that it's more about the structure of the offense, that they don't feel like they need one. And then I would get to offensive philosophy, and you know, Ken Dorsey would be under the microscope more so than he was this year. This year he was always going to be a topic because changing from Dable to Dorsey was a you know, variable. Yep. So if they don't draft a receiver, man, I don't, I can't even – I don't even want to think about it. <laughs> it'll it'll well, be a it, lot of talk about how Naheem Hines is going to be part pass of our passing yeah. game this year in the I, upgrade. I'll, I'll say this. If they don't draft a receiver, it might be a lot like what happened last year. Some and, and I think you've got to – even if you don't like it, you've got to give this sometimes. If – the draft doesn't fall for them in mm-hmm. the right way. Now, it's hard to believe that could happen X number of years in a row where it's like, mm, nope, still no receiver. Took a defensive end, took the, you know, hey, was the highest guy on our board. At that point, you're talking about fundamental philosophies that you're going for instead of yep. finding the receiver that is of good enough value. It's at a position of need. Theodore on WGR. What's up, Theodore? Oh, good morning. Good morning. Uh, you know, you guys are talking about receivers this morning, but. Geez, if you look at what Josh Allen, his protection, that guy's one hit away from not being in the game. Our, our, our offensive line is terrible. In fact, I was listening to Stephen Brownie yesterday, and some other fella called in and said, you know, they're talking about, <clears throat> you know, the draft, draft picks, and, and the line is, is going to be gone. Sample's a, a burned-out old guy, and uh, he, he even said, he said that <laughs> that uh, Brown has got cinder blocks for feet. I, I couldn't agree more. But they're Ooh. just got awful, and, and Josh is just running for his life. What are you going to do about protecting him to throw to people? He'll probably draft some linemen, I bet. Yeah. Uh, I don't think Spencer Brown has cinder blocks for feet. He's actually a pretty tremendous athlete. Right. Um, he's Technique like, is more his huge, thing, isn't it? Yeah, techni- there are definitely big breakdowns, and they might want to upgrade at the position, but I don't think it's because of cinder blocks. But, yeah, I mean, I think they'll address the offensive line. They consistently change guards out on year-to-year deals. So, so I mean, maybe, Every the, year. maybe the Ben Powers of the Baltimore Ravens is perfect because they'll sign him for a year or two. You know, think think of the guards under McDermott. It's, it's, it's Ben Powers. Yeah, Ben Powers. Let's get a Powers and a Power. Both here. 
than Buffalo. Could draft a center for Mitch Morris to replace him eventually. He's on all these cut candidate lists, and I just well, don't. You could just draft a center that can play guard. Sure. That to me, if you've got that, yep. or a guard that can play center, you serve two purposes. I can get a guy to play today and a guy that is a good candidate to replace Mitch Morse. Our conversation earlier, Joe, with Joe Marino, the draft network, he mentioned Christian Benford who played corner this year and might be a candidate to replace a safety. Bean said it before last year. They thought he might end up playing safety. Yep. And, and then he didn't because they liked him at corner in camp. And yeah. they didn't have and they bodies didn't, available. They didn't have a need. Right. Which, you know, going forward, they might have a need at that spot. So, you know, hybrid positions, those are always going to be attractive. And I think guard center will, will be addressed. So I might want to predict he's their starting safety week one. Benford? Yes. I would. He's the favorite. I think he's the favorite. Between Hyde is going to start, Poyer, very unlikely, and then... You could draw from you could throw a dart after that because anyone else is coming from outside the organization. Except for this guy that just signed from the Chiefs yeah. off the practice squad. Thanks, Theodore. Extend to sports on the way. We'll wrap things up and uh, hand things off to the extra point show on WGR. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medella is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is high. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Breaking sports news airs first here. Guaranteed. WGR Sports Radio 550. 2020 Sports. Extendo Sports. What? The Lamar stuff. Should the Jets pursue Lamar? The Giants oh. yesterday. The I'm Dolphins. ready for all the Lamar talk in the world. I'm ready for him to move. Let's. Go. I think every team but like five should be willing to call on Lamar Jackson. Who are the five? Buffalo, Kansas City, Jacksonville, the Chargers, and the Eagles? Is that it? Is that the five? The, the Bengals. Bengals. Six. Bengals. Six. Six. Are the Cardinals Browns calling. are kind of stuck. See the stat on Deshaun Watson? No. He's the only quarterback in the league to have a higher than $45 million cap hit this year. There's guys that are getting paid more, but cap hit-wise. Yeah. $53 million cap hit for Deshaun Watson every year for the next six years. Never changes. Okay, so the Browns are That's seven. Um, Is Arizona calling? No. Not at all. Should they? Wait, wait, should they? Should they? Sure. I'd offer Kyler Murray. You know what? Who I'm rooting for now? I'm rooting to ruin your life. Mine? Yeah. With this? Yeah, with Lamar. Why? Where Lamar goes to just ruin your life. Oh, that would make it the most... Annoying for you. That's what I'm rooting for, is what will annoy you. Hmm. What would annoy me the most? 
him signing in Baltimore would probably no, honestly I mean, a, my a trade candidate that would be okay amazing and wonderful and they should do it and it would really bother you. I don't know that uh like like Indy. What are we going for here? Like annoying to me and like I mean New England would be annoying on a, on a visceral level. You'd be so mad. Are we thinking Denver Broncos? Nope. The, oh, have you thought about it? The Titans? No. Because that would drive me crazy. That would be... be yeah. No. It would drive me crazier than... if It would drive you nuts if Lamar Jackson went and played for... The Bucks. Kyle Shanahan. <laughs> you hate Kyle Shanahan, <laughs> and you would hate that. that... <laughs> so I'm going for I mean... Lamar to the Niners. Let's have it happen. That might be the one thing, though. Yeah. Would that drive me crazy, or would I just... It would be so unstoppable looking that just I wouldn't I couldn't even play I couldn't even do the bit anymore because it would be that unstoppable they'd be the Super Bowl favorite yeah wouldn't they they trade for Lamar Jackson tomorrow are they the Super Bowl favorite no the Chiefs are I would I think the Niners should be I don't think they go ahead of the Bills what if they get Lamar? They got a weaker conference, and they will literally be the perfect team. It right? Would, it would be dev- they are devastatingly th- dangerous. Yeah, but they, but they don't have the capital. They just gave a bunch of picks for McCaffrey. Yeah, just figure it out. Firsts and uh, they they could they could they didn't trade a first for McCaffrey, right? They got their first still. Trade three first round picks and Trey Lance. Boom, that's your move. Three firsts and Trey Lance. But technically, he's. He's not. Uh, he's not signed to Baltimore. That's what I'm. Well, they're, they're going to tag, tag, tag and trade. Tag and trade. Yeah. Ah. Trey Lance and three first to San Francisco. I would hate that. You're right, though. All right. Because Shanahan would become. I mean, he'd be on. He, he'd be within five years. He'd be considered one of the greatest coaches of all time. And then he drives me nuts. Extra point shows on the way. We're back tomorrow. What do we got tomorrow? Got a couple things on the slate for tomorrow. We get a Sabre game at night. Yeah, Sabres and Lightning. So, yeah, some hockey talk. If they get beat by Tampa, again, four games this week. The first two are the least important of the two. Florida, you're not Washington. Gonna, you're not going to feel very confident going into Friday night, though, if they don't win on Thursday. Honestly, I never feel confident on these Florida trips. The Tampa-Florida trips, even when they were good, it felt like they lost those all the time. I went to a Florida game, mm-hmm. Sabres-Florida, and they lost like they did last night. It was 4 nothing after 1. <laughs> they got rolled. Miller, uh-huh. Miller was in net. They got it was, it was horrible. Yeah. All right. Extra point show. And... Uh, yeah, be safe. Weather, keep up to date on the weather. Of course, we'll keep you up to date on that as well as the uh, snow and winter conditions come in. We'll have Pat Hammer on at 1130 uh, for a quick check-in on weather, so stay tuned for that. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? 
we make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.